Welcome to the Wealthy in Pajamas podcast, where it's not all about the money, but it's not not about the money. I'm your host, Sonia Highfield, the Wealth Expansion Coach, here to help creatives find their real version of wealth, build profitable businesses, and be happy, healthy humans. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Wealthy in Pajamas. And today, for me, Wealthy in My Robe. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Anna Sweet. If you don't already know this amazing human being, one of my favorite humans. Anna, thank you so much for being here. Yay, Sonia. Any excuse to be with you and be in my pajamas. <laughs> Yay. Um, so I'm going to read you all Anna's bio so you can get a little insight into who she is. And then we're going to have a really freaking good conversation um, on our wild, weird and wealthy ways um, that we've kind of been building business alongside each other for a long time. And and you've been building businesses for even longer. So I can't wait to have you share your insights. But let me let me share the bio first. So Anna Sweet is a genius coach and international writer, speaker, and serial entrepreneur. Her best-selling book, Shadow Magic, Turn Your Fear into Fuel and Create a Prosperous Coaching Business, shows readers how to overcome their personal self-sabotage and build a thriving career and business. Awesome. Yay. So tell, tell people a little bit about your journey. How did you end up being a genius coach and writer and speaker and um yeah like how did how did you land here where did you come from and how did you land here hi everyone again Sonia thanks so much for having me I just think this is like such a cool and fun conversation um a little bit about me I um was born in southern China on a farm and then I immigrated here when I was five and basically grew up like in the projects uh, when we came, we didn't really have much. And um, now that I look back, it was like, I'm so thankful for that experience. And we can totally talk about that, but it definitely helped me understand life. Um, and since then, I've um, done a few different companies and startups, um, ranging from an online cigar micro store to um, a, a technology uh, app company in Beijing um, to coaching. Um, and along this whole journey, I was always like, on the side, uh, studying spirituality and personal growth and, you know, talking to myself a lot. And uh, really that's like talking to higher intelligence now that I think about it. Um, and then one day someone asked me at a random networking event, they were like, hey, will you be my coach? And I was like, what's that? And it was just one of those, you know, divine signs. And I didn't have any coaching, understanding or training at that point. Um, that was about 10 years ago. And then I realized, okay, well, there is something that I could do. I could do energy work because I was a, a trained Reiki master at that point. I was just kind of studying it for fun. And um, lo and behold, this uh, coaching business got started uh, doing Reiki and it attracted a lot of really amazing clients. And I was like, oh, there's something to this. And then since then, I've just been kind of um, changing it up every year. You know, as you grow, as like my interests grow, that's what I bring into the coaching business. So it's been definitely an interesting journey and now here i am in austin texas from boston to austin you know um and so what are you doing currently with your business since i i have seen you go through kind of a couple iterations or just you're you're 
evolution. Tell people a little bit about like what does business look like these days? Yeah, so I went from being uh, more of like an energy healer uh, to then being um, a coach who coaches other coaches. Uh, and because I had done, uh, had some business experience and also uh, experience getting some funding for my businesses and stuff, I was like, oh, I would love to be a business coach uh, for a woman. And that was fun for a while. And then I was like, oh, but there's like some other stuff that I'm dabbling in that would be really fun uh, to do. And uh, that's how I kind of came upon the genius work was I was just kind of uh, obsessively asking myself lots of questions. And I think that, you know, we all have our own compulsions and obsessions. And then one day I just, I think I just asked so many questions. I was like, oh my gosh, I caught myself to this other state of being where I like kind of realized this different part of me that's so different than the person that I thought I was. Cause I was just kind of, you know, going to business networking events and doing like standard business stuff. And then I realized that's not really who I am or how I naturally do business. And then uh, in that process, I developed this, what I call the genius process, which is just helping people get back to who you really are, like the essence of your soul. And since then, that has led into uh, something else, which is really like uh, connecting with um, divine love energy. You know, I was trying to manifest stuff. And then, um, and you and I were talking a little bit earlier about this. And I was like, you know, there's something missing. There's something missing. And it was love. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And I just had a baby. And so my heart was wide open. And I'm like, this is something really interesting, right? It's like really feeling love at every moment or whatever happens. And that has connected me more with abundance than any tool or trick or process that I've done. So that's that's really what I'm working on now is kind of like uh, grounding love energy into wow. the world. <laughs> no big deal. Just, yeah. <laughs> just grounding love energy in. Um, I want to hear more about that. But first, I want to ask you the question that I've been asking all my guests, which is what does wealth mean to you? I love this question. And I'm going to rephrase what Yogananda said. Um, he basically said that um, wealth isn't about how much money you have. It's about can you create what you need at any moment or can you receive what you need at any moment? And I'm like, that is so brilliant because so often we think money is a solution. I still think that, oh, well, I want to take a trip. I want money, right? But it's like, oh, no, I can totally take a trip and someone else could pay for it or like something else could happen. And I think that's how life naturally works. So wealth to me is about just like being able to have what you need whenever you need it. Okay, cool. So how does that for you connect into this an idea and energy of bringing love energy in and using that to to manifest and build your abundance and, and create what you want and need in the world? Oh, that's such a deep, piercing question, Sonia. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, one thing that I realized, actually, um, great question. When I was kind of uh, on the typical mainstream manifesting thing, and you know, like in the coaching world, it's like, oh, I want to hit, you know, 5K months, 10K months, whatever, like that whole thing is. When I was doing that, I, I didn't realize that until now when my energy is so much bigger because I'm just like kind of full of love. I was only getting a percent, like a small fraction of abundance because I was like, okay, I must make, you know, 10K months or I must get five clients this month or my money must come from my clients or, you know, like, and it was so closed off, even though I felt like it was so, you know, unlimited. But now 
now that I'm more open about it and I don't necessarily have a specific, like, this is my goal every month. It's just like, oh, I want this thriving business, right? And I want to be thriving in my business. And every day I feel that thriving and I feel that connection. It's like such a bigger fulfillment than that little, little thing. And I think that the love piece, it actually like, I really think it actually makes us look younger. I think it's like the fountain of youth. And I think it's the thing that's truly magnetic because um, not a lot of people are at least consciously, you know, trying to fill themselves with love and, you know, bring it into the world and radiate it out into the world. And I think that's actually a divine feminine quality. So, yeah, tell me more about like what when you're talking about love, right? There's all different kinds of love, right? Do you see it, though, as just one kind of general energy or is it more about the self-love piece because I know for me like I I feel like I can have great relationships I can have very loving relationships and still be struggling with the self-love piece and yeah like how how does that play into it for for you from your perspective you know I actually love seriously that you brought that up because self-love is the foundation. And for most of us, that's the last thing that we have Mm -hmm. is self-love. And that's really what we're taught. It's like, oh, if I get this goal, if I achieve this thing, then I'll love myself more, you know, like then, you know, I'll feel better about myself. And it's like this never ending rat race of just like being more and more hungry and doing more and more things. And I think that's like very kind of almost like toxic masculine energy that a lot of us have been kind of like taught. And the self-love, there really is no true love without self-love. And I love that you brought that up because that is the most core thing. And I think that's the foundation of can we truly thrive and can we actually hold love energy? Because love energy actually is, it can be very blinding. It can be very overwhelming. It's not just like, oh yeah, everyone's ready to receive love. It can knock you out, right? It can make you throw up. (laughs) Like it's the cost, like if you're not ready for it, I used to just fall asleep. I would I would talk to one of my friends and he'd be like, okay, I'm ready to radiate love energy. And then before you know, I just fell asleep for like two seconds, right? And then I was like, oh, whoa, what happened? He's like, oh, I think it was too much for you to handle. And I was like, well, it must be. I never thought that it would be too much. But if we don't have that self-love, it's so difficult to let other love in truly. you know. So that is the core. I'm so glad you brought that up. If everyone can just focus on self-love, that could be the biggest thing that you do for the world. And how do we do that? How do we work on the self-love? Like what, what's what been your journey with it? Like you said, you know, having a baby motherhood kind of cracked your heart wide open, but what are some of the other tools or experiences that people who maybe are not having babies, um, what else can people do to tap into their own self-love? Oh, yeah. Um, the big thing for me, and it still is, I never make myself feel bad about anything. I never say, and mom guilt is real, you know, like mom guilt is so true. And even if like it's mommy dog guilt, right? Or like any, we make ourselves feel guilty over so much. And I basically told myself, Anna, I'm, you're not allowed to make yourself feel bad. And it's so interesting because I've had so many like friends and also clients kind of come to me. And I was like, listen, you're the CEO of your company. You're the CEO of your life. Do not make yourself feel bad over this decision that you think was a big mistake or this hire that you thought was really bad. No, this is, you did it in your best ability. 
you don't need to make yourself feel bad because as you know, like we're energetic beings and it brings us down to this energy of uh, something that's not helpful. So I think that's the big key is like, never make yourself feel bad about anything. Never feel guilty of choosing your own happiness over pleasing someone or having a clean house as silly as that sounds. Or even like, you know, sometimes I'll just let my kid cry a little bit longer and not like, you know, like maybe like a minute or two longer because I need to just take a minute to calm myself, right? But then I'm a better mom. So never feel bad meeting your own needs. Mm. I feel like that is such an ongoing process for so many of us, right? It's like really, really treating ourselves in a loving way. And I think that's definitely actually something that I have realized that I've been struggling with a lot lately. So I feel like this conversation is right on time. Um, But you also touched on something because when I was meditating this morning, there was this thought that came through about um, if, if you're kind of associating getting clients or getting work or getting money in your business with your self worth, right? Then it's like, well, if you didn't need that to feel, you know, worthy or feel good about yourself, like what would you need, right? Like what does actually take care of you to feel good no matter what? And I think it's such an easy thing to get into as a business owner with like, well, if I get a client, then I celebrate. Or if I make, you know, the money I want, then, you know, then I'm doing really well. And I think that's been one of my own big, biggest lessons is like, how do I actually feel okay, no matter what's going on in the business? And I'm not always great at that, but it's been something I've seen myself evolve with of taking care of my heart and soul and spirit. And it's like, no matter what's going on in the business, that's not what's defining myself. Yes. Yes. But I think it's really hard too, especially in this day of like social media, just bombarding you with other people's lives all the time. Yes. And none of it's real. And I mean, some of, some of it's real, right? Like, so, like even with like friends or, you know, peers, you can see them having successes that you're like, I know, I know that's actually happening. And at the same time, like, does it need to impact me the way I'm letting it? If it mm-hmm. feels like a, you know, you're getting into like comparisonitis, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you're right. Like a lot of it is real, but it's not the full story. Mm-hmm. So if someone celebrates like, you know, a hundred K a month, right, that's one month. And what about the other stuff? You know, and I think it's just like, we um, don't see the full story, but we're living our full story. So I guarantee you, your your business and your life, and this is for everyone here, it's like a dream for someone else. And it probably was a dream for you a few years ago, but we don't really see that because again, we're just like in this like constant, okay, what's next? I need more clients and all that stuff. And I think it's really important for, um, and you bring up a good point, like it's really important for us to realize where uh, energy is just being drained from us and our business. Because like, and I love what you said, like, hey, there's like other aspects of me in my business where, you know, like I just feel good about and it doesn't depend on, you know, this thing. Find those things because then you realize like, oh, this is what I love about my business again. Because I remember like my business was just like, 
yes, it was like inspiring, it was fun, but like the love kind of got sucked out of it because I had to like do the thing, right? Or I had to do it correctly. And it's like, what what about your business is really exciting? You know, what about you being in your business is really exciting because we want to shift the energy that is really like permeating because that's really going to help with attracting good clients, first of all. And it's really like your business, for, for most of us, our business is inseparable from our lives. And so if we notice that like some of our business is really hosting our happiness hostage, chances are like in our life, it's the same way. And it's just a really great place to reflect and like fill your cup up in some other ways. Yeah. Wow. That was a good nugget. Like if your business is holding your happiness hostage, how, how do you release it? Yeah. Like you got to figure out how to shift things. And so I would love for you to share a little bit about like your way of doing business, because what I've seen um, in the last couple of years is you really just honing in even more so, I think, to your own intuition and allowing yourself to like flow in your business in a way that from the outside, it looks so casual. Like I want to say like you look so casual in business and you know, when you are sharing things online, like you're absolutely dropping wisdom and, you know, signing being like 30K clients left and right. But your business just feels, it feels so you and also just like not necessarily structured and, you know, like, so. No structure. Like talk about how, how did you end up in that place where you're really just like flowing with it and also like maybe any shifts that you've kind of seen from going into that more, you know, energetically led, intuitively led, love led kind of business model. That's so fun. And I love that you're so kind and use the word casual because probably the word is like, it don't make no sense. And when is Anna going to show up? And oh, wow, look at her. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's been half a year. <laughs> but it yeah. doesn't come across as like really genuinely, it's like you don't come up, you come across as very like real and authentic and open, but it's not, it doesn't feel messy. It doesn't feel like you you show up without intention. So it's like, even if you're gone for a couple months, when you show up, you're like, boom, here's my intentional, you know, like comeback video. And like, it's great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I realize like everything is just energy. And even though I'm not doing lives or even like sending out, you know, consistent newsletters. And I'm, I'm surprised I still have anybody who cares about what I have to say. I'm really, truly surprised, but I'm always energetically connected, you know? And I think people feel that. That's why they kind of never forget my presence, even though like I'm not really on. And I think I want uh, people to realize that is like, most chances are you're running your business because it's really fascinating to you because it's like something that you would do anyway. Right. And so just trust that your energy, even if you're not like doing anything, it's still helping people. It's still connecting people. It's still randomly bringing people to you because like it is right. And um, I kind of gave myself this challenge where I didn't want to put so much pressure on doing things consistently because I'm not a very consistent person. And I, every time I try to be, you know, the daily habits and all this stuff, I just make myself feel bad. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm just not this type of person. And then human design completely confirm that. So if you are a consistent person, that is really important for you. Keep it up. 
if you're more uh, inconsistent and you just kind of go with the flow, never make yourself feel bad about that. And sometimes I get really consistent, right? Because of the lunar cycle, whatever it is, just trust your energy flow. And I have to say, whatever your flow is, the most important thing is your own belief in yourself. Because like, if it is, if you force yourself to do something, or even if you do something that's really inspired, if you don't have that belief energy behind it, or that kind of even like confident energy behind it, you know, like I just did a live, I literally was just doing my nails because I have no time. So I was like, do my nails, do your live. And then people randomly like messaged me and was like, hey, I saw your live. And I was like, really? That's really funny. That's really cool. It was just for fun. Hey, but I had no like, uh, this live is so random and, you know, I hope people like it and, I, you know, any anything you can do with this like energy of like love and confidence. And I would actively not do things because I knew I was trying to force it because I knew like, I was like, oh, I need to get something out there so people don't forget about me. I would like actively challenge myself to not come from that energy, you know, and I think that makes a big difference overall because it's how I want to run my business. Yeah. I think that is such a tricky thing as entrepreneurs who it's like, well, if we're not showing up, like no one else is running the business for us. And that kind of internal panic that we can get of like, I got to say something, I got to sell something, I got to like, right, I got to do things. And, but it's really, I got to be things. So when, when you take a vacation, you know, like the royal you, when you follow through, like your body's just like, I just need a nap today. So that to me, it fills up our energetic bank. And so like that is already working for us. And that's just what I've noticed in the world of energy because like uh, you're already full and people can sense. It's just like people can sense like if you're desperately like needing them to be your client versus like, hey, like if you want this, it's here and they want you more that way. That's kind of the game is like, your energy is your biggest asset. And like, that's why like taking care of yourself, like taking care of like your inspiration. I live in literally Driftwood, Texas, like it's called Driftwood, Texas. And so I don't have a lot of like places to go. So I'll go to Barnes and Noble and just read like my favorite magazines. And you know, they're like featuring fashion in Germany and Japan and stuff. I'm like, ah, and I soak in that energy and it helps me so much with how I show up, what I produce, right? So for me, it's more about feeding the energy and just trusting that it'll work for you. Wow. <laughs> There's so many good lessons in there. So many things that I'm, you know, still working on myself too. And um, the the energy consciousness, I think of like what energy you're bringing to a post, to an email, to a video, like, that really, I think, does make a huge difference. And I can see the evidence for myself of like, you know, fuck the algorithms. It's like, if my energy is good behind something, like I'll get a lot of comments. I'll get, I'll get a lot of, you know, engagement. I'll get people reaching out. But if my energy is kind of like, eh, or I'm coming from, it's not like, oh, you can't be low vibe. It's more like if I'm doing it out of that obligation to show up or feeling panicked about selling or whatever it's like it'll be a total dud like even if content is good even if the you know the offer is something that is going to be great and helpful it like the energy behind sharing it really does make really does make a dip 
Yeah, because is the energy I need to sell? Or is it, here's an offer, right? It's so awesome to me. If it's awesome to you, contact me. And it's like, it's just like a minor shift, but it makes all the difference because we can sense it. And I think because like coaching is so prevalent now, people are just kind of like inundated with this energy. I've had to just like kind of like unfollow certain people that I've, I met in certain masterminds and stuff because I'm like, there's so much just like, there's just too much uh, commercials, right? Yeah. And it doesn't feel interesting to me, right? But it could be good for their business. It could be whatever. Um, but you're right. There's like a fine line between that energy of like, inspired offering and like oh, I need a client somebody contact me yeah and I think there's a piece too about like like ethical marketing here right like that's the big topic I've been talking with people about like kind of behind the scenes and in other places but what's ethical marketing like not using manipulation or lying about how many you have left or, you know, giving people these kind of false deadlines to make it seem urgent when it's not really urgent. And like what the way you're sharing it feels a lot more like, here's what I have going on. You want to come in, you can come in. You don't want to come in. That's cool. Like, see you later. And it just feels like giving people a lot of space to actually connect with you and not feel like, I don't not feel like you're like the way you show up. I feel like you're there to share wisdom. And like you said, if you have an offer, like you're like, this is a great offer, but it doesn't feel pushy. It doesn't feel like salesy in any way. It doesn't feel like you have that internal pressure that then you're kind of projecting onto your audience. That's beautiful. Because you can tell, right, when someone has, I can tell when I have that pressure, yeah. right? And you can tell when someone else has that pressure. And here's the thing, it, it works. Like people still will come, yeah. uh, but you get a different quality of and our experience. You get a different quality of clients. And the, you said that like so perfectly, like take off that internal pressure. And that is the work that we have to do, I think, especially if we're coming from love. My experience is if I love, like if I like kind of get into the zone of love, yeah. And like love is still kind of like a big word, but if it's just like, you know, I really appreciate the fact that I get to do this. I really appreciate, you know, like the the fact that you and I get to spend time here and then people, you know, might get some stuff and it might be helpful for them. Like if we get into that energy before going live or before writing, it really shifts a lot of things. And that naturally takes the pressure off because what we don't realize is like love naturally fills our cup, right? Like appreciation naturally fills our cup. I love that you meditate every day. I'm so inconsistent. I could never do that, but that's freaking awesome. I, I don't do it every day. <laughs> but then you meditate. Even, that's awesome. It fills your cup. And then when your cup is like full or kind of full-ish, you don't have room or lack and all that stuff. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's such a process, I feel like. Even, you know, I was telling you like this morning, I was just really kind of in some anxiety and just like in my shit. And then, you know, I, I used my tools and I made it through and I actually did get, feel like a hit of inspiration to write an email about something. But like- That's amazing. Right. Like you literally went from anxiety yeah. to, oh, I actually feel inspired to do something and write an email and send that out. Like that's huge, Sonia. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'll pat myself on the back for that. And it was about kind of like 
bridging bridging the gap right between like I had to say it's like it's like dealing with life stuff and being able to take care of yourself and then show up in that good energy that you've taken time to cultivate and being willing to take action from there and share from there. And I think that whole process like looks a little different for for everyone. Yeah. But boom, you totally said it. We think that our service, it not, I'm not meaning to point at you, we think that our services and our products are like what people want. It's really our energy. Like people really tune in for our energy. So you said it perfectly. All of the tools, like the process, like, you know, like everything, the process, skincare is a process, you know, there's like a, a ritual. But you doing that makes such a huge ripple effect to like your world and to yourself. It's into your family, right? Like to people in your life, like that is the true work. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's the highest compliment when someone says you have good energy. Yeah. You really love your energy. And you're like, yeah, I worked really hard on it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're so right. Like it takes a lot of work, right? So yeah. that's awesome. So so the whole like theme for these interviews I'm doing with people are, is around being wild, weird, and wealthy and really like doing business your way. So have there been any moments or instances for you when you feel like, wow, I'm doing things like really different than other people or like what I'm doing is kind of weird compared to like all the other coaches out there. Like, have you had those moments of just recognizing that like you're doing things a different way or have you had anyone kind of, you know, bring to you and maybe more of like a critique or like had some haters or anything like that where you're like, okay, yeah, I'm doing things differently. And it, like it's notice noticeable and not necessarily weird in a bad way, but just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit outside the norm. Oh yeah. I mean, I think you and I are in kind of weird circles. So it's like, is it even weird anymore? You know, like, is it even like inviting higher intelligence to my uh, master class? Is that even weird anymore? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like every time I feel like I've kind of hit the limit of weird, I see someone else do something that's like, oh, that's like quantum what you're doing over there. <laughs> but oh, I have something that I think is like, a little it's interesting. Can I share it to answer your question? Okay. But it's not, I think, what the expected answer is because okay. it's not really weird, but it's kind of weird. Okay. So I actually um, realized that in moments like, in, like me trying to take the pressure off my business, I accidentally realized that I remembered that I have a husband. <laughs> and then I was like, I can just have my husband make more money so that I don't have to ship in so much, you know, with like the mortgage and all this, like all this stuff, right? Adult stuff. And I was like, oh, that's freaking genius. But it's like something that I don't I think just growing up in the Northeast, like you're taught like be self-sufficient, you're like a smart, independent woman, like you and I was like, I'm gonna pay for this. And, and then I was like, I don't want to do that. I need to take a break. This happened when I was pregnant and I just like didn't have a lot of energy. And so I really scaled everything, cut everything back. But then I was just kind of doing energy work and the energy work was really simple. It was just like, wow, I really appreciate that um, my husband's uh, going to make more and more money and he's going to be able to support us more and more. And it was just so kind of organic that he was like, you know, Anna, like, let me just take care of like the house payments and stuff. And I was like, okay. 
It's like, let me just, you know, do you want to buy a card for to get groceries? And it's like, yes. Just like stuff like that, that is, it's beneficial for him because he's like investing in the household. It's beneficial for me because I get to kind of relax and work on my energy. And so it's like abundance comes in so many different ways. And I think if it was me a few years ago, I would have been kind of ashamed. Like, oh, well, I'm not pulling my weight. Hell, hell, I'm not pulling my weight, right? I'm making a human being, right? I'm doing stuff. We all do so much stuff that I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for. And that's why I think um, when we're really open to receiving abundance, we have to be open to receiving it in ways that we thought maybe before we're not like, you know, I don't know, not proud of doing it this way or, you know, whatever. But hey, it's abundance and it's awesome. And then everyone benefits really because now she's like more uh, of a provider. And I'm also like able to have so much more time and space to take care of the household. But also like my work is different because I don't feel that I need to pay rent or mortgage or whatever, you know. I think that's a good lesson for anyone, whether they're in partnership or not, right, is to ask for help. (laughs) That's great. Right. And also look at like, what are all the ways that going back to your definition of wealth, right? What are all the ways that I can create what I need and receive what I need? And I think in our different like seasons of life, sometimes we forget to adjust, right? Like how our business is working, how our partnership is working. Like even with, I've had, um, you know, clients that are single moms and and it's like, well, your kids are old enough, like you could ask them to do the dishes, right? Like you could ask someone for help in a way that maybe previously you didn't, or maybe it even feels like taboo for you to ask your partner to, you know, pay more, but it's not wrong. And we're allowed to adjust and change things. And um, there was something else coming through that I wanted to bring up, but now I forgot about it. You had me at have your kids do the dishes. I'm like, that sounds great. (laughs) Right. But it's like, we, we have to allow ourselves to adjust. And um, that's, oh, I know what I was going to say. So going back to like, you know, doing business in a way that feels weird or that is weird to other people. I, I had this come up in a group I was hosting once where we were talking about, you know, being comfortable with our weirdness, with our quirks, with showing up, you know, as we are. And one of my clients was like, I don't know, Sonia, I don't really like see you're weird. I'm like, that's because you're my people. So when we're doing like business coaching and I whip out the tarot cards or I start doing like mediumship for you in a session, like you don't think that's weird. But if you weren't my people or, you know, like it took effort and time for me to be able to show up in that way that you know, I had some inner dialogue about, oh, this is a weird way to do this, right? Yes. And I think the yes. more, like you said, we can stop making ourselves feel bad for like what we want, what we need, how we want to do it, how we want to run our businesses and run our lives. I think that's such a golden nugget. It's like, just stop feeling bad. You're not going to be a bad person if you stop making yourself feel bad for what you need. Right? Exactly. I love that. Ask for help. Ask for help ask for help. And if it makes you feel really queasy right now, thinking about asking for help, guess what? That's what you definitely need to do 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it is difficult. Like I joke around that I waited 26 years before I started asking for help. (laughs) 
I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's it's uncomfortable. And again, like I feel like so much of what we talked about is like it's a practice. It's a practice. And asking for help, I think, is definitely a practice as well. Yeah, but think about it. So you like not you, but like generally speaking, like, you know, you can't ask for help from, you know, people in your life, but then you're trying to ask the universe to give you stuff. Like what makes you think you're gonna receive that? That don't make sense to me, right? Asking for help and receiving it is probably the best practice a lot of women can do. Because I think a lot of women, especially um, uh, intellectual women, we have been uh, too much in our masculine because we, we've been taught we need to take care of ourselves. We need to, and then guess what? We get all these like adrenal issues, like PCOS issues, like hormone stuff. It's because we're too much in our masculine and we forget how to receive and it feels like grossly uncomfortable, right? Someone tried to buy me a coffee once and I was like, no, actually let me buy you a coffee. And then at that moment I was like, this is this is really not good. <laughs> this yeah. seems like not right. But it's just like, it's so, uh, it's something that we're so used to, and especially if you run a business, oh my goodness. And especially if you're kind of taking care of your household, chances are we're too much in our masculine, learn how to ask for help and receive and be thankful. And like, I was actually shocked, um, not because like, I'm shocked that my husband would have that response, but I was like shocked that it makes him more generous, right? Like just yesterday I was like, hey, can you um, get me a, a massage certificate or like, I really need one. <laughs> like, I really... And then he went and bought like 10, probably because it was like a deal. But even I was like, wow. That's... And then him seeing the look on my face of how shocked and genuinely happy I was, he was like, you could tell that made it worth it for him. Right. Whereas before, even like in our marriage, like a few, like a year or two into our marriage, like a year into our marriage, I haven't been married that long. Um, I would, I wouldn't ask him for anything because I felt bad, you know, because like you know we had to, we have all these bills and stuff, and now I realize, wait, I should have been asking all this, this whole time. Yeah, I no, I I get that completely, and I think that we forget that, especially as people who like to help others, who are constantly kind of in that role of helping others. It's like, yeah, obviously it feels good to help others. So why are we denying people that gift of feeling good helping us? Exactly. Self-love. Back to self-love. Yeah. So is there anything else that you feel like would be really important to share with people around like permission to do business their way, permission to, you know, lean fully into the intuitive, like, let their energy lead. Is there any kind of final takeaway note that you really want to share with people? I think what the stories that you shared about um, your clients and you say that they're your people and vice versa is really powerful. And I say that because when we're in a community that is safe and that sees us and helps us grow, it makes it that much easier to do the scary thing of being that same person in real life. You know, and it is, it can be really scary. And there's things that people tell me, like, I kind of message people and they're like, you need to make that into a post. And I'm like, no, that's like not a thing I would ever write publicly about, you know, how like, like these people are feeling or whatever, you know, just like, and they're like, no, that's why you need to write it because it's really scary for you. And that it means you're actually saying something worthwhile. And I was like, oh, darn it. Why do I have you people as friends? <laughs> like it's, but because, you know, I have people like you and people that I, Feel like at least they see me and that's the same space it makes it easier to do that and trust me it, i understand like when i post stuff and like 
I live in Texas now and a, a lot of my neighbors are very religious and I love them and they love me, but I, mean, I don't know what level of religiousness they're into, but I'm pretty sure some of the things I say, they're like, this girl is like the devil. <laughs> you know, like I'm pretty sure that there's something there where they're like, this is not like whatever <laughs> part of my belief system. And I'm always tempted to like not let them see my, you know, because you can kind of like adjust who see it. And then I'm like, no, I'm writing this. No, I'm just putting out there the way that I just put it out there. It's not, don't come home to your energy, right? Just like be honest, be transparent. And so having a community or even like one person that gets you is so powerful. Find that community, find Sonia's community, be in it. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. I think that's really good insight. And that I know like you were part of a community that I connected into that really like opened me up to feeling seen and supported in all my kind of expansiveness and, you know, big vision in the world and like letting myself really kind of like unfold and and step into um a, a more honest or just a more expansive version of me. So yeah, it's been amazing. I feel like every season is like a different Sonia season. And I love watching you really like step more and more into this like wild consciousness, but this authenticity around it, like this integrity around it. Because in the coaching world and I mean, I guess in the world in general, there's not a lot of integrity around finances and wealth and all that stuff. So like we need more people like you bringing the light. Well, thank you. And thank you for being part of my community. Yeah. And just inspiring human that you are. Thank you for existing in the world and being brave enough to, to walk around with all your weird and wild and wealthiness. <laughs> I was worried. So I'm in Texas, okay? And when that whole like Roe v. Wade thing, let's not talk about that. I was wearing these like severely political uterus t-shirts, like just to like the, the local supermarket and stuff, like hoping people would say something. No one did, <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, well- you're you're maybe building a new community in in Texas, um, which you know, like that that's good too, right? To be the first, the first one. I feel like that's so much about being, you know, like an innovative on entrepreneur. It's like you you have to be the first one sometimes, a lot of the time, to be like, hey, let's talk about this. Or like, hey, let's get together in this kind of way. Or, hey, come meet me under the moon and do ritual. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true yeah i feel like there's so much more uh, of that uh or maybe that's my story like where where you are and less of that in the south but i think it does exist it's just less apparent like people are less forthcoming about it you know you gotta find find your people yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly there you go um so tell people where they can find you online and also if there's anything that you want to share that you're currently promoting or want to, you know, highlight for where people can connect in with you. Ooh, so if um, I actually have half of my book available for download for free, it's nothing fancy um, and my publisher doesn't know about it. So uh, you can go to annasui.com, A-N-N-A-T-S-U-I.com forward slash book. And basically you just like... Um, put in your email and then you get uh, the file directly in your email. And then if you like it, please purchase it on Amazon. Um, and then you can find me on Facebook where uh, I mostly hang out sometimes. <laughs> when you feel like it. Yeah. yeah, when I feel like it. But yeah, you have a great community on Facebook. You're still running your group, yeah? I am still running my group. I am not at present as I uh, used to be. Um, but yeah, there's still some 
uh, for people who are still in the group, they get some really good random downloads, you know? And, and tell people what that group is called so they can pop in. Oh, great. Yeah, it's the Intuitive Business School. So you can just search it on Facebook. Beautiful. And I highly recommend everyone check out your book. I, I'm actually going to go find it and reread it because it is so good. And I really love that it's not an immensely long book. It's very, it's like very digestible. And there's so many good nuggets in there for just personal growth and healing, as well as really like powerful, you know, business takeaways. Ooh, thank you. And I think someone is in the full or in, in the, the the beginning of the book too. Oh, yes, that's me. (laughs) You're right. I am in that. Um, Just a bonus. You can see my name in Anna's book, but it really is such a good book. And now that I, you know, I like still have some things in boxes from our move, but I'm like, I know that there's a a book, a box of books in the other room that I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure your book is in there. So I'm going to go find it and and make sure I pull it out unless you might already. Yeah. Anyways, I'll have to go find it. Anna, thank you so, so much for sharing your beautiful, honest, raw, real story of entrepreneurship and building wealth and just the brilliance that you bring to the world. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me, Sonia. Again, this was so much fun. All right, everyone, we'll link everything below and tune in to the next episode. We thank you for being here and sharing some time and space and energy with us. Have a wealthy week. thank you so much for tuning in today it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe share and leave a review so more people can learn about this work and access their true wealth and if you'd like to continue your wealth work please pop onto my email list so you can choose your own wealth adventure whether that's applying for one-to-one coaching accessing my diy content or staying tuned for upcoming wealth boosting programs. You can find all that at the following link, bit.ly, bit.ly slash wealthy PJs, PJS, bit.ly slash wealthy PJs. Join me there and let's get wealthy.